Hi, welcome to On The Daily Season 2, a podcast focusing on authentic and acoustic entrepreneurship. My name is Danielle McCleary. I am your host. Y'all, I just left a nine-year fitness career to pursue full-time entrepreneurship, so I am in the trenches with you, but I got big dreams of being a millionaire and helping other people to become millionaires as well. So together, we're going from stuck to unstoppable, and I'm so excited that you're here for this ride. Let's freaking go. Hello on the Daily Family. Welcome back to the show. I'm excited that you're here. For those of you who are listening today, happy Friday. If you're listening on a different day, happy day. Happy day. What do I have for you today? I have a new masterclass out, which I'm going to tell you all about. Um, It's open for registration today. And then um, I have a little energy update for you and kind of some thoughts that I've been having And then I have an interview with the founder of the Working Girl blog. Uh, Her name is Sydney Sotheus, and she's incredible. We talk all about boundaries and balance in social media and like as an entrepreneur, how to have boundaries, you know, what it looks like to truly build a business using social. Um, It was just a really epic conversation. So we'll have that for you um, later on in the episode as well. So let's not waste any time. Let's jump right in. I'm going to tell you about, um, I have a new masterclass and it is called Just Launch the Damn Podcast. Uh, And it is all about podcasting. It's going to be live on October 19th at 7 p.m. Central. However, it will be recorded. So if you purchase it, you will get access to that recording for a month. Um, at which point it will be sold as an evergreen pre-recorded masterclass that um, the price will go up though. So if you want to pr- participate live with us, uh, there's going to be like an excuse exclusive Q&A afterward. And the best thing about it is, you know, here's the thing about podcasting. I When I started my podcast in 2020, I think is when we got the ball rolling, I didn't know what I was doing. I was throwing spaghetti at the wall. I did hire a production team right off the bat because I knew that I had no energy in doing that. So that was a choice that I made. But I know a lot of you who have podcasts or you're starting to have podcasts, you don't have that resource yet. So you're going to have to do it yourself. And a lot of it's going to be throwing spaghetti at the wall. And at the beginning, I made a lot of mistakes. There were a lot of things I did really right. There were a lot of things I didn't do right. Um, and, you know, just shy of two years later, we have almost a quarter million downloads. We're a top rated show. We are listened to on every single continent except for Antarctica, because last time I checked, penguins don't listen to podcasts. But we're just we're all over the world and we've really grown and we're continuing to grow. And I would say recently we've really amped that and like our growth rate is now expanding exponentially higher than it was at the beginning. And there's some reasons for that that I want to share with you. So if you have a podcast, if you're thinking about having a podcast, if a podcast is something you've thought about, but maybe you have no idea what it would be about, if you already have a show and you're looking to monetize it, if you are a podcaster with a business and you're looking for ways to funnel that podcast back to your business, this epic masterclass will be for you. I'm going to talk all about the things. I'm going to talk about editing. I'm going to talk about sourcing. I'm going to talk about monetizing. I'm going to talk about content. I'm going to talk about frequency, consistency, all the things. I'll even tell you the equipment that I use. I'll tell you everything. So be there. Um, The link to register for that is in our show notes. And I hope that you take advantage of it because 
I know a lot of you are interested in podcasting and looking to dive deeper into this world, and I have a lot to share now that I've been doing it for so long since I've been around the podcast block. So all my other offers are still available. You can always work with me one-on-one. You can always do all of those things. But this masterclass is the newest offer I have for you. And then finally, I want you to keep your eye on my social media at Danielle underscore on the daily. Keep your eye on my social media on the 10th of October um, because I have a very, very special collaboration coming out, which you are going to be very excited about. So that's coming as well. A lot of exciting things coming. Okay, let's talk about the energy going on right now because there's a lot of energy happening in our universe. There's a lot of energy happening amongst our about amongst humans, you know, and and there's this, there's a lot of different things, right? It's very noisy in the metaphysical spirituality space. And there is a thought that I had that I I want to share with you and it's this. I think that our purpose on this planet as a collective consciousness is to progress and move forward and to continue to evolve and ascend our consciousness. And there are a lot of different ways to do that. And so it's like running a race, right? If if we're all running a race and we know where the finish line is, like I may be doing a, a combo of like jogging, running, walking, the guy next to me might be sprinting, the other guy next to me might be hopping on one foot. Technically, all of that is fine as long as we get to where we're going. Yes. Um, where it becomes problematic, and this is what we see a lot in this space of spirituality and wellness and all these things, is um, the guy that's sprinting is telling everybody that sprinting is the only way to get there. And the guy hopping on a leg is telling everybody that the, that's the only way to get there. And then the people in the middle who are like trying to hop and maybe run and maybe jog and maybe crawl, maybe do whatever, are feeling like they can't do it. It's getting very confusing. It's getting very distracting. And I feel like that's what's happening right now in our collective consciousness. So we have so many things. And this is why I'm talking about this, because like we have things like human design. We have things like astrology. We have things like plant medicine. We have things like religion. We have things like um, the universe and, you know, and, and manifesting and all these things. And I believe that all of these things are just tools that we can use as a collective to get us to where we are going. And one is not right or wrong. And so when you hear me talk about human design, I don't believe that that is the only way to process who you are and how you're supposed to function. I'm not the, that is not the only way. It is a tool. It can be used as a bridge to get you from where you're going to, like from where you are to where you're going. And so however you want to get there is fine. And that's why I always say things like, you know, I don't care what your belief structure is. I don't care um, what you believe in, what how you what you stand for, how you work, what your system is, as long as it's working for you, as long as you are moving forward, that is all I care about. So that's why you know I work with people that are you know very religious based, very Christian based, and have very Christian based ideals. And then I personally have more universe ideals, and I you know I I I believe in a lot of different things, but that doesn't stop us from working together or understanding each other or respecting each other because we all respect that each one of these is a way to move forward. Each way of these is a, is a way to live out our purpose, right? Get closer to God, source, universe, whatever it is that you pray to. So just kind of think about that. You know, if something resonates with you more than something else, that's awesome. Use it. If like human design doesn't resonate with you, if astrology doesn't resonate with you, if religion doesn't resonate with you, all of that is fine as long as whatever you are doing is working for you. That's kind of just what I was thinking today because I I think so many people, I've seen it a lot with the human design coaches, like that is, they act like that is truth and that is the only truth and it's just not, it's a tool. 
And if it, it like it's helped me figure out my purpose and be able to do what I'm here to do more efficiently, more effectively. And so it's a win. But if it doesn't resonate with you, that's okay as long as you find something that does and you run with it. All right, on The Daily Family, we got Sydney Thothias in the house. She is here talking about social media. We're going to talk about boundaries. She, like, your Instagram, by the way, is so beautiful. Thank you. So welcome to the show. I'm so glad you're here. Thanks for having me. Tell us about yourself. What got you into this work? How is it going? That was a very loaded question. I know. Um, I got into this work. I won't go too, too far back, but essentially the short version is, is I had to start a blog when I was in university because I was doing a marketing degree. And so there was a focus on social media. This is like early, 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 early days of Insta- Instagram. Actually, I don't even think Instagram was out yet. I'm aging myself. It was still Facebook at that point. It was still Facebook. So we started a blog, did my program, kind of forgot about the blog. Um, and then I was hired at an ad agency. So I worked there for a couple of years and I kind of was seeing just things happening on social media. Again, there wasn't really like the term influencer was not a thing yet. There were bloggers, like in the States, there was like one I kind of had my eye on here. And I was like, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. And I'm a pretty creative person. I've always been into like fashion, design, interiors, and just like, I've just kind of been following the breadcrumbs of my life, I would say. And once I started, so then I was at the ad agency, kind of realized that maybe this is not my path that I thought I was supposed to go down. So I decided to rebrand that school project and relaunch it. And then I started to see some traction from pretty big brands reaching out to see if I could help promote their products and do marketing for them. So I was like, this is really cool. And then I just kind of went from there. And then I ended up quitting my job and doing this full time. And now I'm in my eighth year. So, and I feel like I have not scratched the surface, to be honest with you. I mean, isn't that the truth? I feel like I feel the same way all the time. Um, And your blog is The Working Girl, yes? It is workinggirl.ca, but we are doing a slight rebrand. So since this is coming out soon, I don't think the changes will be yet made, but I'm doing a little bit of a refresh. I feel like the direction where I'm going and where I have come from has evolved. Yeah. When we first started, I was like not even engaged, didn't have my dog, didn't have my baby, lived in an 800 square foot apartment working in advertising and now fast forward like we've moved into this house just a couple of months ago we have a baby now who's one and just things have really shifted for me just like personally even so I felt like the working girl is really fun but she's she's kind of you know evolved since then so like, it'll be on rich mom energy now bougie mom energy now yeah and it's not going to be like a mom focused blog but that is obviously a huge part of my life now so it really makes sense to talk about that and be real about it because I feel like you know there's a lot of fluff this is like totally off topic but did you feel like when I had my son my son is six and I went through like a huge identity crisis in the first couple of years where I was like I am a mom but I'm also this and I'm also that and I was like trying to define myself in so many different areas I was like I'm an entrepreneur and I'm a fitness person I'm this and I'm that And then I finally, like, I hit this wall where I was like, actually, I am all those things. And also, Mm -hmm. like, I finally had to admit to myself that I loved being a mom, but being a mom was not enough for me. And so it was like, once I just got at peace with that, I was like, oh, we're good. (laughs) We're good. 
Yeah. I mean, I always knew I wanted to be a mom, but I've always been so clear that I love, I've always just wanted a big career. Like I've always just known that about myself. I knew I wasn't going to like settle into something that bored me. So that's never really changed. I think it's just like a time thing now. It's a juggling act. But yeah, in terms of my identity, I think if I had had him a couple of years ago, I would have had a, like an identity crisis. But because I waited so long, I feel like I was like very well established in who I am, in like what I'm doing here. Even though my path is still kind of like shifting, and it, and it always will. But yeah, it's an interesting journey for sure. Right? Yeah, it is. I mean, that yes, it, that should be the name of a book. It's an interesting journey for sure. Like for all moms out there yeah and it's also different I just think it's it depends on where you're at yeah like for me I knew that I wanted to be a mom but I also knew that I was not in a hurry at all and my husband and I just really wanted to create some or like establish some roots and foundation before we brought anything into the world and I mean I feel like I was able to have a lot of years of being really selfish with my sleep and my time so now I feel like it's okay that I'm a little bit yeah 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 well we have that you you're like this is a great segue. So you obviously what one thing you said that I like really want to touch on is you were like I've evolved. Like the working girl has evolved. And mm-hmm. I know that there's entrepreneurs out there listening to this. Like there's so many entrepreneurs who listen to this show and they're always like, "Oh my gosh, like what if my brand evolves and what if I evolve and like is it okay if I do that? And like what if my social media changes?" And I would really love for you to like touch on the power of a rebrand because I don't think it's talked about enough. And I think so many people get themselves in this like whole, yeah. like this is what I am. And then they like, de- I see them like physically decombust when I'm like, yeah, but you're not that anymore. Like that you've, you've yeah. evolved, you've shifted. So I would love for you to talk about that a little bit. I just feel like that's what we're taught. We're taught that like, there's one path, you go to school, you get a job, like you get married, all these things. And I am just kind of like dismantling that. I mean, the business side of things like it's okay to change I it's it's hard because like you're kind of a personal brand so to think that you're not going to change or evolve is kind of silly (laughs) and I just I don't know I'm just kind of like I don't know if it's like the combination of coming out of COVID or becoming a mom or whatever I just I feel like I'm not so concerned anymore with like what everyone else is thinking doing whatever it is what it is and it's going to be there it's kind of like a lot of noise to me right now yeah and so I just really am trying to like stay true to myself and my path and what I just feel in my intuition is like where I'm supposed to be going down and I will say it's been really weird the last year And and again I don't know if it's because I've become a mom I don't know if that's like it I feel like social media has gotten really noisy. Like it's so noisy on there. And I had a brief moment where I was like, oh my God, I need to be here. I need to be there. I need to be doing it. And then I just kind of felt like a monkey performing for people. Yeah, that's a really good way to put it. I just was like, what am I doing? What am I doing? And not that like dancing on TikTok, there's nothing wrong with that. If that's your thing, do your thing. But like for me, it just... It doesn't make any sense for me for what I'm doing for my brand. And I think like it's so easy to get so caught up in everything that's going on. I've had to like actually put a lot of boundaries up for myself on like 
how I even use Instagram right now. I just, I say Instagram because that's my favorite platform and where I probably spend the most time on, but just taking a step back and really thinking like, is this serving my business in any way? If it's just something that's like pretty and whatever, that's cool. And like, I do that too, but I'm just saying like getting caught up in like every week, feeling like you have to like perform or like just do things that other people are doing just because everyone seems to be doing them. It's just like, I've learned is not going to work for me. It doesn't make sense for me. So I'm just going to, I'm just going to follow my breadcrumbs and I'm going to try and stay in my own lane. And that's not easy to do, but for me, that's what I need to do. She's also a manifesting generator. I found out before we hit record. So the idea of like, I don't stay in a lane and I'm going to do all the things that I want to do. Like that is, it's like, that's you living in your design, like so perfectly. So that I can only imagine how yummy that feels for you. Like in your gut, just like, I'm going to do me and I'm going to follow what makes me happy. And like that, I can feel how much that makes you feel at peace. So Yeah. And that's all new to me. The human design stuff is so interesting. Yeah. I've only just learned about that. So yeah, it's pretty wild. Like even hearing the way that you talk about your business and hearing you talk about how you use social media and like even how you were like, you know, we're taught to do this, this, and this. And I've just never been like that. It's that's amazing that you're saying that because so many manifesting generators and we're so we're a little off topic, but whatever. This is the on the daily. Show. It is what it is. Um, but so many manifesting generators, they get stuck in that also. But then they're living with this like Ugh, and it's crazy. Yeah. Actually, most of the people diagnosed with ADHD are manifesting generators. And it's because y'all aren't meant to live in boxes. And you're kind of here to teach us that we don't have to live in boxes either, which is pretty epic. Um I want to talk about you, like, I want to talk about this idea of like Instagram and social media. And I like Instagram too. So we'll just stick with Instagram being, yeah. being noisy. And, you know, one thing that I like you like to talk about is how to not get distracted and how to not let that noise take you over, especially if you're using Instagram for business, which I feel like most people mm-hmm. at this point are Yeah, you know, like you're your brand. Well, so yeah. at the end of the day, like if you're just posting pictures of your cat, fine, but most people are using it in some way for a business. So mm-hmm. can we talk about like, like what have you done? Cause obviously like social media, blogging websites, tech is your life. Like that's your business. So how yeah. have you throughout the years, like, do you have any learning things that you want to share? Like, Oh, I was consuming social media like crazy. And then like, can we talk about that evolution of how you've developed boundaries over the years? Cause yeah. Yeah. It is. I, I at least feel it is. It is a super, I used to just sit on social media all day, scroll, 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 scroll. And then it, yeah. I thought I was going to lose my mind. And so yeah. I know that yeah. I've made a lot of mistakes. So I can only imagine the things you've learned. Uh, but the scrolling I just found is like really not good for me. And I don't want to sound dramatic. I love Instagram. Don't get me wrong. I love it. I love that I've been able to build like a really solid community there. I love that I can reach out to those people at any time, any day. Like we can have a conversation. I see a lot of the same names coming up. So I've developed really nice relationships there. And obviously I'm there to promote my business, my brand, my blog. Essentially that's what I'm doing is I'm it's a nice way to show your body of work and kind of like give people a little glimpse into the brand and your life, but it's also to share your body of work, right? Like I'm also there to market myself, to share my messaging and whatever that looks like. That's why I'm saying for me, sometimes like dancing on TikTok wouldn't help me. Like it's entertaining, 
yeah. and I think it's funny and I I you know my sister sends me like TikToks all the time but do I want to spend like my time just like doing that like what is it getting me so after a while I was just like hey I don't know like if I I am on TikTok I'm gonna have an account it's, it's been kind of dormant but I think there's some things that would make sense for me to do on there but again like getting sucked into what everyone else is doing because like it's hard not to feel like you have to be doing all that or like I have to be making all these reels but like half of them don't even like what is the point? So that's one part of it. The scrolling for me is just like, again, I, I think what it came down to was like, again, I don't know if it's because I have a son and I don't have a lot of help with him. So like I have him most of the time and it's a juggling act. So I just, I don't have time to scroll anymore, but I was just finding it's like taking me out of the zone. It's taking me out of like what I'm doing, my thought process, my ideas. And it, without really even thinking about it, I feel like my subconscious is just like taking in all of these other things and putting in kind of like a little seed of like self-doubt almost. Oh, interesting. Or like comparison. And like, when you take a step back and really like look at that, it's like, that doesn't even make sense for me. So why am I even getting into it? So the scrolling is just not good. I've found that what works for me is like, I have like a handful with four or five accounts who I love, respect, I get something out of them, whether that be a laugh, you know, tips or whatever the case may be. They're like experts in skincare, wellness, whatever, that I kind of like check in with like every day or so. That's kind of like how I'll spend my time on Instagram. But other than that, I'm pretty much just sticking to my own stuff now, just because it's just too much noise, like I was saying. And when I say noise, I just mean like, it's just so loud. I don't know. Maybe I'm just getting along. But TikTok just seems so loud to me. And I think it's just really important to like do like find your like what you want to do and then see whatever makes sense. Because I feel like there's tools for everything. It's just a matter of positioning it in a way that makes sense for that audience, right? Yeah. And you I, I it makes me wonder too, because I do the same thing. I I I have a handful of people that I really respect and, you know, like I'm in the coaching industry. So like having a whole bunch of coaches that I follow that I'm like, oh yeah, like that's awesome. Yeah. And then there's so many things that I don't look at and it kind of makes me think like, is that what everyone's doing? And if so, then like, how do we continue to grow our businesses? I'm providing value. Yeah. Like, you know, like providing value because then it makes me think like once you stop because I can hear people listening to this right now being like, well, if everyone's just focused on like their own stuff, then like nobody really, nobody's really watching each other. And then like, how does your business grow? And then I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, well, no, but that's the idea of like putting out content for the people that you're for instead of trying to like please the internet and just go viral all the time. Exactly. And the people who are meant for you to find your work will find your work. Like getting this idea out of your head, like, cause then everyone can go see my Instagram. I don't have like millions of followers, nor do I want millions of followers, to be honest with you. If I'm being totally honest, I would rather stay a little bit smaller because I feel like personally there, it feels like something happens when you reach a certain number, mm-hmm. you kind of feel a little bit more out of touch and I would rather remain more relatable, if that makes sense. Yeah. I actually had a thought about this the other day because I, I have an Instagram for my podcast that, again, I've been terrible at 
doing. So I'm now outsourcing that. I'm like, I almost would rather my podcast Instagram have millions of followers because that's a business and like keep my, you know, my personal page has been hovering around like 28 to 30,000 for the last like three years. And like, I used to beat myself up over that and be like, what am I doing wrong? Like, why am I not getting, and, but, and that was exhausting. It was exhausting. Biggest thing. And I think everyone worries about that stuff. But I think you, people get it misconstrued because they think that the more followers you have equals more dollars, but that's honestly not usually the case. It's usually the smaller numbers that convert better. Right. So like, I always tell people like, don't focus on that because you should just be focusing on your messaging and what you're trying to like get across to your audience, not necessarily how many people you wish you had because that's also taking your energy to somewhere of a lack mentality right Right. so we don't want to think about that we want to think about like really fostering the relationships that we have on our platforms and to the point where they like we have built a friendship they trust what I have to say they trust my recommendations they're much more likely to purchase something because I recommended and talked about it from the heart you know I'm not just like here to sell anything and everything. So I think when you're like speaking to your audience in such a way, you know what I mean? And there is that trust. I feel like it doesn't necessarily matter if you have hundreds of millions of followers. Like, right. And if that's your aim, then that's cool. But right. I think that it just depends on what you're trying to do. Right. Mm-hmm. I saw this meeting the other day. It was like, how do you identify blogger, influencer, TikToker, like everyone's different and everyone has a different aim. So I think like if you can just figure out what you're trying to get across, you can, you have the tools available. It's really like up to whatever you want to do. Yeah. I have a friend I've been talking to her about, you know, she's like, I need to get back on social. Like she said the same thing. She kind of left because she was like, it was noisy. It was confusing me, but she's also Mm -hmm. like this incredible photographer, videographer. And I was like, well, you really should be using social media to like again, it's your portfolio. It's your body of work. Like you really should be on there, you know? And she's like, yeah, there's all these people though. They go viral and, you know, but she like wants to put out courses like on photography and videography. And I said, well then being viral actually your goal, or is it to engage a very specific body of people? And that's, I mean, that's for me, like when I stopped focusing on going viral and I just started focusing on like I know what my message is. I know what I'm here to say. And I know the kind of clients that I want to bring into my business. You know, I'll get a, I'll get a reel that has, you know, my reels, my real views range so much. Like there's some that get 5,000. There's some that get 40. Like it really wow. does like vary, mm-hmm. but the ones that are like the smaller views always convert to higher sales. Always. Yeah. Like every single time. And it's like without fail. And so I think you bring up a really good point that it's like, once you define your message and you know what you're trying to say, then it's like your people find you. Yeah. They'll find you. And I also think just playing the long game, like I've always talked about playing the long game and not being like so worried about right the second. Cause I think people get it twisted. They think that like going viral means instant success and long-term success when rarely that is the case. You like, I really want to be here for as long as I can. And I want to build a really solid brand and other businesses potentially down the line. So to me playing the long game is always surpasses the here and the now. That's such a, yeah, y'all write a note. That was so good. Like, 
It is like, it is the long game. What is like in, so the, if you're thinking about the long game in your business, like through the, from starting your blog to like where it is now, like what does the long game look like for you? Uh, having my own, at least one more company. I want to do products. I want to do potentially apparel. I don't know what that exactly looks like. And that's another thing that's I think is important for people to know is like, you don't have to have all the answers immediately. You would get this just like follow your intuition. When I say follow the breadcrumbs, that's what I mean. Right. It's like life kind of gives you little clues as to like, which path you should be going down. I don't think anyone truly, truly knows the full picture. That's not the point. So I think you just kind of keep going. You'll, you'll figure it out, but yeah, yeah. it's it. And you, I mean, cause you obviously you're a blogger. So people really care about like what you have to say and like what you recommend and all these things. And I actually have a lot of network marketers that listen to this show. So it's really good that you bring that up because I feel like in that industry, there are so many people who are just like making their, their social media, just like this catalog of whatever they sell. And it's like, well, that's not actually like that it's not doing what you think it's doing. Right. And like, why do people trust you to tell them, you know, like that's, I would love for you to talk more on that. Cause I think that's such a big one that people miss. What do you mean? Trusting? Like, like, yeah. Like, 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 why do people trust you? Like, what is it about that? Like what you post, obviously your blog is gained, you have a very popular blog and like, so you've built a name for yourself, but in the beginning, like, do you use products? Like, do you talk about products on your social media that you oh, don't yeah. love? That I don't love? Yeah. Oh, never. No, no, no. Yeah. No, so- I don't. I don't, I don't see the point in like bashing anyone. I just, I've, my audience knows that if they don't hear about it again, it's probably something like. It's probably something along those lines. If I love something truly, you will see it throughout the entire year. Like my products that I love, brands that I love, I try to weave that through my content throughout the whole year. So there's no surprises. Everything is very upfront because I'm shooting myself in the foot if I recommend something that doesn't work. That's what I don't get. Like someone messaged me the other day because I had shared something and they were like, did you really like that? Like, oh, like it didn't work for me or something. And I was like, just so we're clear, I would never post, let alone tag and link something if I did not actually love it. Of course, everything works differently for everyone. But I think like being super transparent and really honest about your feedback like I said, I'm, I, I don't really give negative feedback per se, but my whole aim is to like be a resource. And I think that's how I've been able to build such trust over the last couple of years is yeah. because they know that when something comes out of my mouth, it's like a true, genuine recommendation as if I was recommending it to my sister, my mom, my friend, yeah. you know, and if somebody went out and spent their money on something that I knew was not up to my standard, I would feel so sick. It's like never worth it to me to jeopardize their trust because at the end of the day, all it takes is one bad product that, you know, they have spent their money on that I recommended. It just, you know what I mean? There's so many options these days. There's so many other places to go. So I think, I think that's really served me well. So what's the balance do you think between, um, like, Working your, your, I mean, obviously it's all because you're, you're your personal brand, but what do you think the balance is between like letting people in and like showing people like behind the curtain of like, who is Sydney 
and Mm -hmm. like using it for business? Like, do you, have you found like a balance in that? Like how much to let people know? Are you, do you find like you're pretty much an open book? You know, I'm trying to be a little bit more vulnerable lately because I've gone through a lot of shitty shit. Pardon my French. You can the you, last like six years. We love French. Me. We love French. Yeah, it's, being real. it's been really, really hard. And that's really personal stuff. And I would never have thought that I would open up about that, but I have recently because it's really enhanced like my wellness practices. Does that make sense? Like yeah. the things that I've experienced lately have just been like I don't know. It's just kind of made me look at things a bit differently. And it's really why I've expanded on my wellness topics on my blog. So Uh, I think, I also think like there's a lot there that other people can relate to. I know I'm not the only one. So I think that there's a lot of power in just being honest. Um, And I also just think everything's so serious. Like everything's so serious on Instagram. Like I find the accounts that are really open and like vulnerable, everything is so like to me anyways, seems like so serious with doom and gloom. So I I like my channels are very like uplifting and motivating. And like I hope that you know what I mean, you feel like relaxed when you come to my blog or whatever the case may be. But yeah. But that's also a little bit about going against the grain too, because there's this like part of that performance aspect, that performance piece we were talking about with social media. So many people think that like, like during the pandemic, it was like, you couldn't go on social media without feeling like everything was rain clouds and thunderstorms. And I, there was like a lot, I remember I had a lot of pressure being like, well, you're an influencer. And I'm like, am I? yeah that's true that's true but like I I, they're like you have a platform and like you know you're not speaking you're you're not telling people what you think about things and I was like hang on hang on my thing has always been this is my page this is Mm -hmm. my space (laughs) my space if I want to share on something I will and if I don't want to share on something that does not mean there is not an opinion there that just yeah. means that it's not for it's not for public. It's not for the public. Like my like I like my space. Like when people come to my Instagram and where you know if it's like my email list, like whatever it is, I want people to feel like I can do anything. Money is awesome and like bad bitch energy all the time. Like that's what I want people to feel. And so anything other than that, that's not that's I'm not going to post about that. But it's but I think that's what I mean by like. There's just certain times that I feel like you're not getting, you're not going to get full access in that way because that's not what this is. That's not what this page is about. Yeah. It totally just depends on you and what you feel comfortable with sharing. I know what you mean. Yeah. There is a lot of pressure, but I think like, I don't know, my audience has never really made me feel like you need to be talking about this. I know some of my friends have gotten a lot of backlash for like not speaking up about certain things. But no, I don't know. I just, I think we have like a really good understanding on on my channels. And if I feel like, you know, it's important enough to talk about, then I will. And that's why I write a lot of personal blog posts is because I feel like people are looking for more depth outside of like Instagram. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I like about the blog format is you can give so many more details and it's kind of like a nice resource for them to be able to go back to. But a podcast space because people can hear your voice. And I think there's a lot of power in being able to speak mm-hmm. and hear your thoughts in a way that we don't normally hear or see on Instagram or on a blog, you know? Yeah. yeah so, I agree. Yeah. 
let's talk a little bit about like how, what, like what boundaries have you set up? Like with your blog, like with your social media, like, do you, have you outsourced anything? Like, let's talk a little bit about that. Cause I think there's also this like understanding that so many people think that like all these people doing really well in the social space, the blogging space, the podcast space are all doing it completely on their own. And like, obviously I started by doing everything on my own, but I don't do currently everything on my own. And that's actually helped me maintain my boundaries more. So I would love to know your thoughts on this. Yeah, I did everything on my own literally for years and years and years and years and years. It was only very recently that I've brought on a bit of a team. I've had a photographer for years because that's kind of a given because I want the quality of my photography and imagery, especially when we're working with brands or if it's on the blog to be a little bit more high quality and editorial, not so stingent on Instagram. That's fine. And then I did bring on, um, Tash from Social District, and she helps me with my branding assets. She helps me do some like creative stuff, mm-hmm. basically to help me tell the story, right? And then I also work with Chloe Digital, who takes care of all of my back end website stuff, all the SEO stuff that I don't want to deal with. And then I work with um, Scouts Agency, which is how I met you. Yeah. So there is a lot of help, but I still am the only one who writes any copy on anything that you see. And there's certain things that we'll never give up control of. I personally teach their own, but I don't like when bloggers have ghostwriters and things like that. I think that that is kind of, yeah, I wouldn't feel good about that because I would feel like a fraud. Yeah, I want to be speaking to my audience. I know that's not for everyone, maybe, but if you're a blogger, I mean, it's your, yeah, it's your. I mean, I guess it's right. one thing if it's like if if it's like on the blog, you're describing like a certain product, and it's just like generic copy. That's like this is this is what this is. But I totally understand. Yeah. Like, I, I will, nobody will ever write my captions for me on Instagram because there are a lot of people who outsource that and that's fine. But for me, that seems kind of, mm-hmm. yeah. so there's definitely places where I would outsource. And yeah. I mean, as I grow and as, you know, I only have one child now, so we'll see, but like, I'm sure the team will need to grow. And if there were any additional businesses that came into the mix, obviously we would need a team for that and so on and so forth. But there was a lot of stuff that I did do on my own and that, that was fine for the time being. But yeah, you do definitely reach a point where like you need to kind of like figure out again, there's so many hats that you have to wear. So like what hats do you need to wear and what hats can you pass off to someone else? Yeah. And I think being able to do that takes a lot of guts because it takes money. Um, but it also does free up a lot of that energy so that we can focus on the bigger picture and continue to be creative and stay in that zone and not be pulled out into like an admin land every week, you know? Do you feel like your business has grown since you've outsourced? Um, Well, I only have outsourced literally in the past year. So I feel like it has. I feel like last year has been like, I'm still figuring it out. Like I'm, it's going to be a constant juggle. Yeah. And learning how to manage my time in growing my business and providing my audience with everything that I want them to have, you know, like that takes time away from my family. So it's all a juggle, but I love it. So in my mind, it almost feeds my energy more, if that makes sense. You know what I mean, if it was something that I didn't enjoy, 
it would be a lot harder to like want to delve into that time. But like, I could put my baby to bed and then like go work for like four hours. So like, I just love it. And I'm obsessed with building and like what I could get out of this. Yeah. I think it's really cool to be able to like create something from nothing on your own and like see where you can take it. I think that's so brave and so cool. Yeah. So that's what I want to do. I think it, it's it, what I found like outsourcing really did for me was it gave like you kind of touched on this. It gave me more space to be in my genius more often because mm-hmm. I do not like sales funnels. I do not like, you know, I don't like SEO stuff. I don't enjoy no. making sales pages when I have a product idea. Like I, I can, it's not that I yeah. can't like, and especially for you as an MG, I'm a generator, but you're an MG, like you are the most hyper capable person ever, but it's like the message to all MGs. If you're an MG and you're listening to this, just because you can do everything does not mean you should do everything because anything that finds you is only pulling you off of center. Yeah. And so I think it's really cool that you've outsourced and, you know, and I think it's really cool that you're, you're able to understand what things like you will not outsource Like I'm the same Mm -hmm. way. I'm one of the best, one of my favorite things about Instagram is that I write captions. Like I write really great captions and there's probably a book in there somewhere, you know, eventually it'll probably turn into a book, but I can't imagine anyone writing my captions. Like maybe someday I'll hire someone to like actually put together my content and like make sure that it all makes sense because at that like that's for me, like the actual reel itself is not the moneymaker. The moneymaker is the caption. So it's like, you know, it's like, it is about figuring it out, but it's so interesting because, you know, there's people that'll say, oh, I could never work as a social media influencer. I could never work as a blogger. I could never do whatever it is that has to do with social media, the online space, because I don't want to just be on social media all day. And I don't want to just like be on my blog all day. And I, it's so refreshing to hear you say this because would you agree or tell me all of your thoughts on this. I actually think that the people who work in social media have the best boundaries. Yeah, probably. <laughs> right? Yeah, because you kind of need them. Yeah. It's not, I'm not on social media all day. And I run most of my business through, like, I didn't even have a website for a while. Like, my website is being rebranded right now. And, like, that'll be the first time probably in my business that I have ever actually like used a website as a landing page. Like people buy, Mm -hmm. people buy like $16,000, like one-on-one coaching from me, from my Instagram stories. Like, so, but, but I'm not on social media all day, but I used to be, I mean, that was a real, that's a real thing. When I think when you first get started, like it is overwhelming and you do get sucked into this. What would be your tips for you? You also really need to love it. Like, and yeah. I'm not talking like when I, when we say social media, I don't mean like going and scrolling. You need to love like what you are doing on it, on social yeah. media. Because then it won't feel like I think for the people who like want want this life or like want the struggle they think they do. And then they're like not really into that part of it. It's right. like, this is what I'm saying is like, I don't love certain things about it, but I also love it. So like, that's where the boundaries come in. It's because you need the balance and Obviously, everything's hard to balance. There's no like perfect balance act, but 
you can kind of just pick out, yeah, where, what makes sense? What doesn't? Where do I want to invest my time and energy and what doesn't really make sense? What doesn't serve me? So I think just like following that. But at the end of the day, I, you, I mean, yeah, I don't want to do SEO. So I've outsourced, right? right? So I can focus on what I do want to do. But you do need to love it to some degree. But yeah, I definitely agree with you in terms of like, I'm definitely not on it. It's funny. I realized the other day when I went to an appointment, how crazy it is. Like when you actually look around the room, everyone's on their phones. Everyone. And then I kind of started to notice it more like, okay, I'm going to try really hard to actually put down my phone and not just like be on it. And I'm not meaning like be on it to do my job. That's one thing. I just think like, have you been even noticed like, Sometimes my sister will be over and it's like the second I leave the room, she's on her phone. And like, it's crazy to me. Like we as a society have just become so addicted to the phone that we don't even like, we don't even take a minute where we have to wait. Like, God forbid we have to wait two minutes for an appointment or for the bus or for whatever to actually just be present with our thoughts. It's like always like to the phone. And so now I'm like, it's actually a practice for me to like, not like anytime I feel the need, like oh, I'm just waiting for something or I'm waiting for my husband or I'm waiting for a baby to wake up. Instead of just like grabbing the phone, it's like, I'm just going to actually like be still for a minute. Not to sound like woo woo. Like I love meditation and stuff. It's kind of the same thing, but it's so interesting once you actually become aware of mm-hmm. the phone and the addiction, it's insane to me. So that's something that I've definitely become more aware of. And just, I'm not really like, placing strict boundaries with myself or anything just seeing how it feels and to me now that I realize that I like I take those minutes and I try to make them work for me if that makes sense yeah I'm like, a lot, like, like more intentional with your time yeah and not just being a space cadet with my phone right and where do y'all live well we live in Canada but we live in Tawasson okay yeah see I we were in Los Angeles and that was crazy. Like you want to talk about everyone on their phone and everybody's an influencer and everybody's taking pictures and everybody's doing all this stuff. And then we just moved about like, I don't know, almost like 45 minutes outside of Austin, Texas. And Mm -hmm. it's night and day. day. Like people actually are like looking you in the eye to have conversations with you. And Mm -hmm. it's wild. I mean, it really is like people everybody's like, Oh, I don't want to do that because I, I don't want to be on my phone that much. I'm like, you already are on your phone that much. Yeah. You don't even realize that in some, so that's, that's the unlock I think is like your awareness, like just being more aware of how you use the phone because like everyone's so anxious and I know that like anxiety is a real thing. And I know some people are, are actually have legit, you know, challenges with that more so than others, but it's like, no wonder, like, we're just PMF. it's all, all the time. There's no spare second of clarity at all. I know. So, yeah, I mean, that's this, been really key for me, actually. Yeah, I mean, this is like a whole other conversation. But I, I mean, you know, we talk about like the EMFs, like the electromagnetic frequencies that like our a technology pr- like puts out. I'm always like, I, I don't, you know, they're like, oh, it's not harmful. I'm like, we won't know that for the next 20 years. Like, because it, the amount of, the amount that people are on using technology and the amount that people have like been on it is, has increased so much over the last, what, 15 years. Like 
it's it is it's pretty insane to like see how much the phone has like taken over our lives and it's the future so like you know this is what i coach on like you have to be able to like understand tech in order to like you know survive in this new era of tech and what we all need is to like like you, to your point more awareness like how are you using it cuz yeah because never if you think about it never before have we ever as like a whole had as much access to the news and like what is happening in a split second we can see like what's happening in Iran on the street think about like what that does to like a young person's psyche yeah. when you're like constantly just flooded with all of this like no wonder young the younger generation below us is like having so many issues with all of these things yeah is you know like it it's like it's a lot especially what we've all been through over the last couple of years like it is a lot so like while the phone is an amazing tool and i think if it's used correctly it can be so beneficial and open up so many doors and be a really positive thing but i think if you don't watch it it can also depending on your your mindset i can i think it can also be a real bad thing for some people yeah i agree I want to know before I have like kind of one more big question before we let you let you talk about yourself and where to find you. Um, I want to know, like, if somebody's getting started, right, they're trying to build a brand, personal brand on social media or through a blog mm-hmm. or whatever, like give us like five tips that you would give to somebody just starting out. I think the biggest thing is to just start. Like a lot of the times we get so overwhelmed and in the weeds with like the future and I think you just got to like start today, start small and then just work at it. Like it took me years and years and years to figure out my style of photography, my style of writing, how I wanted to present myself, like what is the point, right? It doesn't happen overnight and I think that's a huge misconception is that like, oh, this person just came out of thin air and like everything's perfect and like if you look back like it is it is appalling what I was putting out like eight years ago. It's actually like, I wish I could delete it, but I, it's kind of good to see how far you come. So I think like just starting believing in yourself is a huge thing because again, all day long, you're like scrolling and you're seeing all these amazing things. It's so easy to compare, but the comparison really is the thief of joy. Like it really is. So if you, if you don't watch it, you know, just stay in your own lane, stay in your path. I think follow your own breadcrumbs and just trust that like, it's all going to unfold the way that it's supposed to. Mm -hmm. It's hard not to compare even to like peers and be like, like you say, why hasn't it happened for me? It happened for me yet. Or why are things taking so long? But honestly, like, I know again, this is very woo woo, but it's, it's literally the universe saying it's not your time. And like, this is not your path necessarily. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So like, it's so crucial to like, know yourself, become confident in yourself. And I think I do that through wellness strategies and like being outside in nature, taking good care of myself. If my energy is like up and I'm taking good care of myself, it will flow into the rest of my life. It'll flow into everything else. And like, you know, and the biggest thing for me now, I think is just like taking it day by day because, you know, shit will hit the fan and things will pop up, but like, you know, just take it day by day and like nothing is set in stone. You can change things. You can evolve. It's yeah. all good. Just do what you want to do. Yeah. And like allowing for that pivot to, to happen. Like, yeah, yeah. Like whenever I've made a pivot, like I've 
I'm a Sagittarius. Like I pivot all the time. Like Danielle just follows Danielle's joy and like, hold on. Cause the ride's going to change directions very soon. <laughs> but like, I've, I've also found that you're going to have a dip. Like I always have a dip in like engagement or, you know, cause you have to like find your people. And every time you shift, there's going to be like, you're going to lose some people that are no longer interested in that, which like, that's okay. And then no new people. Are gonna filter. Yeah. New people are going to filter back in and it's like releasing one thing that you said that kind of made me think of this is like just releasing um, emotion to it, like being more yeah. neutral, like stay true to who you are, I think is like the biggest, best tip you've given. It's like, if you just continue to know who you are and what you and say. it sounds so easy, right? right? And it sounds like, well, just, just do this, but it's like a practice. It is. You know, confidence doesn't come easily to everyone. And there's going to be points in your life where like, you know what I mean? You're maybe not as strong as you thought, but it's just like, that's life. Right. And I, yeah, just releasing the expectation and just like going for it, not being scared about whatever. It's yeah. all going to work out the way that it's supposed to work out. Yeah. I'm really excited to see this rebrand you're working on. I'm like now really, I'm like really pumped it's about it. small. It's not big, but. But it'll feel big. It's just, it's just, yeah, a little tweak, little tweak here and there. It'll be good. I'm really excited. I think it's going to it's going to be a really good next step for the future and what we have coming up next. So, yeah. And then you said like apparel and it could be, it could be all these other things. Like how amazing, what a ride. Thanks. Tell me, tell us where we can find you. People want to follow you, get to know you, join your community. How can we find you? You can follow me on Instagram. It's just my full name, Sydney Sophia. We'll spell it out for you because I know it's really hard. Um, but my blog and my email and everything is on there. So that's probably the best place. Cool. And my blog will be sydneysophias.com once we switch it over, but you can find me through my Instagram right now. Amazing. Well, thanks for this chat. What a, what a good, this is, this is stuff that people don't talk about enough. Like it's the, it's, it, it, we get so caught up in talking about like, oh, the actual influencing piece, but like the. I like these conversations of peeling back the veil and being like, here's what's actually going on. Yeah. This. It's not sunshine and rainbows all the time. Like it's not just no. easy overnight. <laughs> like it's not it, like a lot of good intentional work went into it. And it's, you're just such a testament to that. So thank you so much. All right, congratulations on being a mom one year down lifetime. to come. <laughs> One year down. It's like the yeah. crazy. I tell everybody that's about to have a baby. I'm like, welcome to the craziest, most amazing ride you will ever be on in your entire life. Like so fun. my kids in first grade. I'm like, oh my like, god, what? Where did we? <laughs> How did we get here? You are a newborn. Like I don't understand. So weird. So weird. So yeah. Weird. All right, Sydney. Well, thank you so much, and um, I'm sure we'll chat again soon. Thank you. Have a good day. Bye. You know, it's not all. Um, it's it, like, I like conversations where we can lift the mirror, where we can lift the veil, you know, where we can kind of peel back the layers and look behind the curtain a little bit and be like, oh, like that's actually what that person did to build the things that she's building. And it's not easy and it's not overnight. And I just think that she's so good. She is so good at explaining that in such a beautiful and powerful way. And um, that was a really fun conversation with for me. So to check out her blog, to check out her Instagram, look at our show notes. It's all spelled in there. You can click on the links and um, go follow her. Go follow her blog. It's fun. Her house is gorgeous. She just, they like did like a reno on this house that they moved into, it looks like, and it's just amazing. So I highly suggest you go look at that. And as always, if you go to Apple Podcasts and you scroll to the bottom of our podcasting page, 
um, and you leave us a five-star review and you write us a, or leave us a five-star rating and write us a review, screenshot that for me before you post it. And I will give you a discount on my masterclass on working with me one-on-one. There's discounts available. So do that, come hang out and hopefully we'll see you inside of just launch the damn podcast masterclass coming up in a couple weeks. Have a beautiful day.